And uh, I understand Maria Bartolomo is just calling in, and it's been a great day in the market, even though the economy's down. Uh, Maria, how are you this evening? I'm good, John. How are you doing? Thanks so much for including me. Well, I'm scratching my head, and I'm wondering how well we're doing. We just went through uh, uh, with former Deputy Mayor uh, uh, Rudy Washington. Uh, Maria, on, I'm a big fan. And uh, oh, he, thank you so much. He's right put two. He's been two, put two and two together, and uh, systematically over the last uh, year and a half, eighteen large, one of the largest plants in uh, food plants in the United States have either been crashed into by airplanes or burned down. Wow. And he's yeah. wondering, uh, President Biden has walked around saying there might be food shortages. And if is there something that they've told him that they haven't told the rest of us? And, uh, well, John, as you know, you know, better than most, we are facing a food crisis. I mean, we've been talking about the inflation crisis, uh, but that's only part of the story. We've had people on the show that have talked about, unfortunately, in some corners of the world, a famine that is coming. First of all, there is a reason that they're calling Ukraine and Russia the breadbasket of Europe uh, in terms of the wheat and in terms of the, um, the, the crop that is rich. And that, of course, is now under severe pressure. You've also got fertilizer fertilizer, a major component, also being held up. You've got a supply chain crisis um, with all of these tankers and uh, commercial ships unable to load and, and, and unload around Shanghai with the, with the shutdown. So it's just extraordinary what's going on right now. Unfortunately, it is a result of bad policy. And, and what I've, I've been talking about is that, uh, and me and you talked about it uh, a lot, that all that... Uh, President Biden has to do is open up North America to oil production, and the price of oil would go from $110 back to 55 And it will bring down inflation. It will bring down the cost of fertilizer. It will bring down the cost of everything, food, Oreo cookies, etc. I've been talking about Oreos. But, but uh, on the other side of the fence, if they keep raising interest rates – and the long bond or the mortgage is thirty-year mortgage is five percent plus. It's going to destroy the real estate industry. So it'll be another industry to destroy. So I tell all my friends: Would you rather produce oil, or would you rather uh, destroy the real estate industry as the next industry to to get hurt? I think it's a major point um, because you know. It just indicates that we have not seen the worst of things yet. And when you consider the fact that we are watching a Federal Reserve raise interest rates in, into a slowing economy, you know, today with the GDP number of a contraction of 1.4% versus expectations of a gain of 1.1%, certainly way down from what we saw at the end of last year with the fourth quarter uh, at 6.9%. You know, you recognize that we are talking about a severe slowdown in economic growth, and um, we're negative now. We've got several revisions to come on this GDP number, but if it does end up that we've got a contraction in the quarter followed by another contraction, another contraction, obviously that's recession. Does it, you know, it doesn't matter what you call it either because you, you'll feel it. You'll feel a recession. And already you're seeing people, um, unfortunately, watch their salary go up in smoke 
because even though they may have seen a raise or wage increase of some sort, um, it's getting eaten by inflation because you've got wages up on average 4%, but you've got inflation running at 8.5%. So you're not really feeling that, that gain at all. So again, it's not what you call it, it's what you're feeling, and we're all feeling it. And I know, and and everything that's happening in the last 14, 15 months, America loses and somebody else wins. Uh, I mean, is America under attack and, and, and nobody realizes it? Well, clearly we have some serious adversaries right now, John. I mean, look, you're talking about um, a very, uh, a very um, specific stated goal from the Chinese Communist Party, and that is to overtake the United States as the, um, as the economic superpower, the military superpower. I mean, these goals are stated, you know, so there's that. There's, of course, risk um, in, in Europe and now this unbelievable conversation taking place of the potential of nuclear threats. And so, you know, you're, honestly, we're in a world of hurt, I'm sorry to say. I mean, I, you know, it takes leadership. Uh, I, I enjoyed your uh, discussion yesterday with the CEO of Bank America uh, uh, and um, uh, Brian Moynihan, and, uh, and he seemed to be very optimistic uh, that uh, the consumer demand is there, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, do you feel equally? Well, you're right. I mean, look, the consumer is strong, and that's one of the good parts to this story. But that, you know, there too lies the risk. So, what he was saying is, um, over the last year, given the fact that we've had an incredible amount of stimulus, you know, you've got government checks going out because of Biden's 1.9 trillion dollar. Um, COVID package back in March of 21, that was followed up by a $1 trillion infrastructure package. That was followed up by efforts by the Democrats to push through what they called was a $3.9 trillion Build Back Better agenda. Meanwhile, it was, you know, $5 trillion really because there were a lot of gimmicks in there. But the bottom line is consumers did save. They socked away money. So in the last downturn, whereas, you know, consumers were not seeing the kind of nest eggs that they are now. Having said that, even though you've got that stronger, you know, backdrop of the consumer, they're being selective in terms of their spending. So they're no longer spending on, you know, as much on stuff, goods. Instead, they want to get out. They're doing travel. Hotels are on fire. You know, Expedia, travel, you know, related things because they want services and things like that. Great. The problem is we are seeing a situation where the Federal Reserve is raising rates, making things more expensive. And so it's going to continue cutting into, you know, there's only so much that you could spend that you're sitting on. At the same time, there's an inventory situation here, which is a big part of the decline in the GDP because you've got the supply logjam and companies cannot sell what they don't have, even though some – are producing in the U.S., they're waiting on semiconductor chips, they're waiting on, you know, components. And as a result, that's cutting into things. And you have the supply chain um, and an inventory problem that is cutting into business margins. So 
you know, that along with inflation, you know, yeah, the consumers, the consumer is doing well, but you have to wait to see, you know, how they react as things get more expensive. I understand. And the consumer has been hit in every area. They've been hit in, in gasoline at the gas pump, double the prices. They've been, they've been hit at the food stores. They've been hit at, at retail. And, and now if they get hit in the mortgages, that's another, uh, what do you call it, nail in the coffin? Uh, well, it's a headwind. It's a headwind. Yes. You know, it, it, it's getting more expensive. And, um, you know, look, we're looking at certain indicators that seem to be, you know, bouncing, which is, which is a positive. I mean, look at what you have in terms of user growth at Facebook, Apple. You know, some companies are going to be able to, you know, ride through it. But for the most part, things are getting weaker, not stronger. It, there was one more thing but before I get to Rudy Washington wanted to ask you a question. Senator Schumer had a press conference before, says he's going to raise taxes to combat inflation. I mean, I love Senator Schumer, but that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Yeah, and I think, you know, what's going on is an inability to recognize that you've gone off track, okay? You know, for a long time, they've been telling us inflation is transitory, it's temporary, transitory, transitory. And, you know, a lot of people, business managers were saying, well, it's not what I'm seeing. In fact, that's what you said too, John. That's not transitory. But they were telling us that it is. And so we're getting deeper and deeper into the hole, whereas they're pushing more spending, you know, wanting to raise taxes, putting more pressure on the consumer. And now we've got the beginning of what could be the beginning of a recession, you know, with, with a contraction. So there, there needs to be an ability to say, hold on, sure, we have all of these pie-in-the-sky dreams. We all want a clean planet. We all want to, you know, do the right thing in terms of, you know, energy. But it's not realistic to think that a solution is not part and included in fossil fuels in the way that we do business today and the opportunity that exists in America in terms of drilling, in terms of, the rich product. Oh, and by the way, if you want to keep relying on adversaries, well, we just got a pretty good punch in the face in terms of what that means. So here's Biden doing a deal with Iran to get back into the Iran deal so that we get Iranian oil on the market. And yet we know what Putin just did with his blackmail, with the reliance on Russian natural gas. He said, no, 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 no. You're not getting the natural gas. Unless you pay in rubles. So you want to rely on adversaries. That's what you get. How did they think this was going to end? You're absolutely right. Deputy Mayor, former Deputy Mayor Rudy Washington, you had a question? Yes, Maria, before you cut my head off, let me make the statement. I think this economy is worse than Jimmy Carter's. Um, Jimmy Carter, interest rates went to about 20%. However, I believe if you take the CPI, and use the same method that was used in the 80s, 1980, you would, today you would come up with probably an inflation rate of about 17% as opposed to 9 um, You know, and um, what's going to happen, John pointed to it, uh, I believe 50 basis points is baked into the cake for next month. However, it could be 75. 
um, you're going to see a slowdown in the housing market. And, it, and at this rate— Well, if they keep raising rates, exactly, that's going to happen. Exactly. They're going to collapse the market. Um, so, you know, we're in a bad way. You're right. You're right. And, you know, I think that uh, making things more expensive and tougher for the consumer is not the answer. Sure, the consumer has a little bit of a nest egg right now. But to zap it up with inflation across the board, higher interest rates, you know, the stock market selling off, all of these things, you know, so you've got. And and by the way, you say, you know, 50 basis point hike next month. It's next week. May is Sunday. Right, right. You're right. I forgot. You've got the meeting next week. It's here. It's starting. The pressure's on. And we're in the middle of earnings season. We heard from big tech this week, and we're seeing some real weak spots, um, whether it's advertising or, you know, consumerism or, you know, like I said, the inventory problem is severe. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, I guess at, at this point, we're going to have to, something's got to give, you know, because, um, uh, look, Brian Moynihan was certainly positive on the consumer, but at the same time, he questioned the Federal Reserve raising rates into a slow economy. And what we're seeing is people are reallocating their money. For example, you know, Brian and Jamie, Brian and Jamie have some influence in that Federal Reserve. Yeah. So you may you maybe maybe it won't happen. Well, I mean, look, Stephanie Pomboy has been a regular guest on my program, Mornings with Marie, and she said the Fed's not going to be able to raise a string of rate hikes. There, she doesn't think she thinks that the market will be so severe sell-off that it will stop the Fed. Maybe they'll get away with one, but they're not going to be able to continue it. Earnings wasn't that great. No, well, I had a different opinion. I I thought the earnings would be better than in in a lot of companies because the CEOs were ahead of the curve raising their prices especially in food, uh, where I, I know a little bit about. Maria, thank you for Maria Bartolomo, number one show in uh, at Fox Business, and, and I watch you every Sunday at 10 o'clock uh, on, uh, on Fox News. And uh, 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm always with you. Uh, thank you so much, John. Hope you'll come back soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to be taking a break, but tell us, we have a great uh, rest of the show. We absolutely do. Coming up, we'll be speaking with Mike Gonzalez. He is an esteemed journalist. He's also a former Bush administration speech writer. And then we'll also be speaking to John Chachis. He's a Twitter and he's a finance and uh, he's a finance and media expert. And Dr. Mark Siegel. So keep it right here. Cats at night. 